you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. And that is a knockout blow here in Arlington, Texas. That was Antonio Gibson with the knockout blow in a ridiculous 41-16 to victory. For the Washington football team, the first place Washington football team over uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Greg Rosenthal. I'm with Mark Sessler. This is like a surprise album drop um, from a band. uh, No one really needed any extra music from, but who cares? We're on Thanksgiving. We're uh, delivering it to you too, Mark. And uh, we're going to hit the Lamar Jackson COVID news later in the show. But let's just uh, start talking about this one. Um, Mike McCarthy, you know, a guy you've always loved spending Thanksgiving with him, I'm sure was a lot of fun for you. Oh, I mean, you, you can't top it. So let's, <laughs> let's start right there. But, um, I the Cowboys, because, you know, we felt this, uh, hope around them. I think as a group that they could be the team that emerged from this division and, uh, you know, showed some life down the stretch. And I, I personally just ignored Washington, um, the entire time. And they looked like the better team. It kind of reminded me at the end of last week's game, when I thought the Cowboys' defense looked tired against uh, mm. Dalvin Cook and the Vikings down the stretch. They looked tired again today, and Gibson um, set it off. But it, it felt like a doomed operation or one with lingering questions right out of the gate for Dallas. On that opening field goal drive, you lose Cam Irvin at left tackle. And look, at let's, Cam Irvin is replaceable to some degree in life. But Zach <laughs> Martin out at right tackle, and he, he returned with crutches um, and you know on the sidelines. So... You know, that just that changed, I thought, everything for Dallas to some degree. And you've got, you know, Zeke Elliott, who they're not giving the ball to on fourth and one, which was a questionable fourth and one um, scenario to, to begin with. And I thought it impacted the entire offense. Dalton was under under pressure and I thought he threw the ball pretty well, but um, it just became too much for the Cowboys. Yeah. When those injuries happened, I kind of thought, well, Washington should win this game. And then I thought, even if they don't, Dallas isn't going to get it done this year. I mean, that looked like Zach Martin is out for the year. And at some point, it's just like, 
it's too much. And, I, you know, I picked the Washington to win this game. Not that my picks have been uh, particularly good this year. They've been mediocre. But this I do think was, so. this one was good. But they they do look like the same team each week. I thought Alex Smith maybe had one, maybe his worst start of the year today, and it didn't matter. And these two teams weren't that mismatched. But there's sort of like a toughness to them where they show up. They give you a hard effort every week. They almost never get blown out. They're always in these games. Their defense is – Better than average for sure. And I think your boy, Scott Turner, who used to be with the Browns, used to be with a lot of teams, uh, North Turner's son, has done a good job. When you watch them week after week, like you see guys are open and you see young players like Antonio Gibson. That's a third round pick who I've loved watching. He like is has so much power. Didn't even need it today. You just kind of saw the speed. And then Terry McLaurin. Like you have some young players. Montez Sweat who gets the interception. Chase Young has done his thing. So it's like, all right, like you're trying hard and you have some young players. That is about enough in the NFC East these days. Their schedule's pretty tough moving forward, but I think them and the Giants are kind of the, the two teams to watch. Well, it's almost, it's a nice surprise if it's the two teams we never would have, that we counted out so thoroughly back in the summer. And on the on the Scott Turner front, you know, Aqib Tlaib, of course, called him just Young Turner. I don't even know if he knows what his first name is, but they <laughs> he really... He probably used, was with him on some team, no, I, I think bet, he, I think point, he just personally knew him, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, like Logan Thomas, the way he was used, uh, that just showed like um, an air of creativity by Washington. Uh, there was the one very odd play where Alex Smith um, shifted out from center, had the ball, and put it underneath, like, J.D. McKissick's butt, basically, from behind. And they showed that um, that a Ron Rivera team had run the same play with the Panthers back in 2011. So they really wow. dipped into the bag of tricks. And on the flip side, I thought that the Bones Fossil um, fake punt uh, was a, a huge turning point in this game. And, yeah. and they had to be gutsy. Your season's on the line. But Washington, um, as Troy Aikman noted, uh, was so well prepared for that. And I, I think that they just look like a Ron Rivera-type team when Ron Rivera-type teams are looking good. Right. I mean, it was 41-16. to 16. That felt very misleading. Despite the injuries, you know, it was 2016 entering the fourth quarter. They, I, I thought they would win this game, but then it gets crazy because really because Washington started three times inside the Dallas 35 uh, was two turnovers on downs. One was that fake punt, which is one of the worst fake punts we've seen. I mean, they, they tried it, didn't work. The fourth and one you mentioned, it's just been a tough, uh, it's been a tough season for Mike McCarthy, right? When the Cowboys pull you in, then they break your heart. That's what they usually, that's what they usually do. And looking at their schedule, I don't see a lot of wins. Washington has only one more division game. That's their, that's their, um, I guess, problem when you look at them moving ahead they will not be favored likely in a game until maybe week 17 against the eagles uh which could be for the division whereas the other three teams they get to play each other but i'm done with the cowboys you're done i'm done with that game too we don't need to we don't i mean we jerry move on from that. like if you if you enjoy jerry jerry jones looking disappointed if you enjoy like tony pollard looking like the better cowboys running back for like the month <laughs> like uh, for like a month straight at least yep. i feel like he's better than zeke then you enjoyed this game. Let's let's move on to the uh, late afternoon game or the early game. Look at Duke Johnson tosses it back and wide open is Fuller for the touchdown. Are you kidding? I mean, this is unbelievable. Just silencing the fans here, but this is outstanding play calling. You know how many plays are run like this right now out in the backyards of America on Thanksgiving Day? 
Not as many as usual, Jim, unless you're with your family because because uh, of COVID. I used to do a little uh, Thanksgiving football with the with the friends. Uh, it was pretty much the only day of the year I would say I would play tackle football. Occasionally, there was snow on the ground. The ground was often frozen, and I was easily the smallest um, person among my friend group. So it wasn't always that much fun, but kind of fun. I mean, we like I I had a, a neighborhood gang of kids that picked up tackle football very early mm. there were these three brothers the mccarthy brothers and every day i'd get home from school like i'd be home and get home at like 2 30 by 2 35 they're on the phone they're like get up here now we're playing and they would bully you into uh, they were delightful but they would bully you into playing so it was five days a week Thanksgiving mm. might have been one of the only days that that i didn't have to get you know pulled into that but that greg that shows that mm. you know i'm someone that played the game i have that um it was that demeanor we, that you admit, can sense right? we were more of like a street hockey basketball uh, and baseball kind of crew. And I guess we were just a bunch of wimps in the Western Mass area. Uh, the Texans won this game, by the way, uh, 41 to 25. This is how you know Dan Hansis isn't here. Like, he wouldn't go this far into the recap without even getting to the game. But let's be honest. Uh, these were two teams that aren't going anywhere. They're both 4-7 and seven now on the year. I'm glad the Texans won this game because I feel like they've been a better team than the record showed uh, all year. I don't even think this is one of Deshaun Watson's like better half of the games he's played this year. And yet he ends up with four touchdowns, 318 yards. That's how bad uh, the Lions defense is. And uh, that's how good their passing attack is. Even, even without um, some injured wide receivers, like they, they are tough to stop. Yeah. They didn't have Randall Cobb or Kenny Stills, but I mean, got healthy Brandon cooks and a healthy Will Fuller are the pair I'd much rather have. And I mean, Will Fuller, uh, they must have. I mean, obviously they they dug deep into the Lions Panthers tape from a week ago, and DJ Moore embarrassed that secondary too. And you know Jeff Okuda was fried last week; he wasn't on the field this time around. The first round pick, but catches for Fuller of 40, 38, 37 yards. Cooks had a twenty seven yarder. Duke Johnson had a thirty three yard catch and run. So big mm. plays in wide open spaces against the Detroit's defense. That this was meant to be Matt Patricia's staple. Um, and, you know, and it's interesting because Deshaun said, like, this is basically it is it is very Patriots esque. And what he did to the Patriots last week and what he did to the Lions today um, oh lowers the Q rating on the Patriots uh, experience on defense a bit. And Matt Patricia faced some tough questions after, obviously, and kind of refused to, to go there about his future. But, every week. Right. I mean, it just seems like this when these things happen on national television, that engine gets cranked up a little bit. Um, you know, you're not going to hide every Lions team at one o'clock Eastern on Sundays. This was, we all <laughs> witnessed this car crash. This was, oh, this was very similar to the first game. Now that I think about it, that trick play kind of ended it with, uh, you know, a little chicanery gets it done. Uh, it felt closer than, than it really was uh, towards the end. It had the JJ Watt pick six, just like Montez sweat where he jumped up and caught it. I thought that was nice. Like JJ Watt's been on Thanksgiving twice in his life. And he's done something uh, memorable twice. He had like a monster game uh, against Detroit eight years ago, which he talked about. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for Matt Patricia. Um, Whether maybe even by the time we tape on Sunday, we'll be doing our big preview show tomorrow, Friday, in like 12 hours. You ready for that, Mark? I mean, I my I'm contractually obligated to be ready for it, but I you know, uh, I kept a lid on it today, so we'll be. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're having fun. Um, I they fired Steve Mariucci. I I saw, um, after a Thanksgiving loss with almost an identical record in his tenure to Matt Patricia. There's a new Ford running the team uh, that's taken over that she hasn't really talked too much, um, but this feels like maybe it's time. And and if it's not this week. 
um, it'll be later in this season or immediately after the season. They have no juice. They have no luck either. It's like a little bit of everything. They didn't have Galladay or, or Swift. And uh, I am convinced before we move on from this game that Romeo Cornell is going to be their head coach next year because of um, our boy Jack Easterby, who you and I have both um, really embraced. I believe that the way for him to keep power is to not shake up things too much he knows Romeo like it's all Patriots it's like give us like one more in between year you keep Romeo the second I saw Ian Rappaport report something about how they're worried they might not be able to fly in people for coaching interviews because of COVID I'm like you're using that as excuse you got 15,000 people in the stands you can't do a coaching interview it's got to be Romeo Cornell because they're going to keep winning some games they they're not all easy games but Romo was trying to sell us on that the Texans aren't totally dead and I thought you all for one more week, he's right, just because they have so many division games left. They have they have two Colts games and the Titans. In, in theory, if you swept those three games, you could be in. So next week, if you, you know, you can at least get ready for that Colts game and think you're kind of alive. I think they're kind of like the classic berserker team that we discussed, though, that like record or not. I mean, they're not making the playoffs and they're changes ahead. I wouldn't want to deal with the Texans at all. No. I mean, they are they are cooking on offense. You're so right about Cornell because it's just about you know, you don't want a strong voice that comes in and, and the first move is Jack Easterby is um, sent on an airplane to the Caribbean. Uh, no, he wants to stick around um, and he he wants to be the strongest voice. So you hire the weakest coach. And I'm not saying that that's Cornell. Um, no, it's just core, someone he just already powerless. gets along with. Right. right. That's no one that can like take him in a in a power move. later. And to Romeo's credit, they are four and one with him. And so uh, they have... They have won games with him. It's partly because the schedule got easier, and they were just super unlucky with that early in the year. I'd want to uh, know if Cornell would want to do this. He's the oldest coach in the league. Sounded like, like he was having know. fun. According to Tony Romo, he was like having a blast uh, that he was getting to do this one more time. But m- maybe that's only thinking that it might be ending soon. All right, this podcast would be ending soon if we didn't get like a huge news bomb dropped right before we taped. Lamar Jackson has COVID-19, and... Um, that would indicate he's not going to play on Sunday against the Steelers. You know, since we last recorded a podcast, that game was postponed. Obviously, if you guys are listening to this show, you you know that. Uh, till m- Sunday at 1 with Mike Tirico on the call on like a 1 o'clock game. That's wild. Uh, and now it's going to be Lamar Jackson on the bench and Robert Griffin III starting that game against the Steelers if they play the game, which I don't think we can totally assume at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I really wonder what the league office, um, how they measure each of this, because there's a, a, a you know a slew of teams impacted. Um, it feels like the Corona announcements are coming every three to four minutes at this point. And you have Mark Ingram out. You have Dobbins out. They accounted for like a hundred and like I think twenty of other hundred and twenty nine rushing yards a week ago. You've got Gus Edwards, but you take Lamar out and. RG3 is um, it's over. I, I get that RG3 is sort of like, in theory, you could run a similar type offense, but every time <laughs> no. RG3's come on the field, that offense looks broken to me. No, we don't need to do like a whole new like preview. We actually will on our TV show, which um, if you guys want to check out, will be on Saturday morning on NFL Network. And so um, we'll talk about the, the new matchup then, but it's crazy. I, I tend to think the NFL... Uh, is going to do everything they possibly can to play the game. Um, but Adam Schefter, he, literally one minute ago, as we're taping this, said that four more Ravens players, I assume uh, that Lamar was one of those players and another staff member tested positive. So they've got, 
I would say, you know, the most serious outbreak since that Titans one, uh, you know, five, six weeks ago, maybe the most serious the entire season. Uh, they have officially suspended um, the strength and conditioning coach, which reportedly um, was not following protocols in terms of mask wearing and, and being in close contact and other things. They didn't announce it as a suspension. They just said discipline, but other reporters have said it is a suspension. Uh, so that is a mess, and it's too bad uh, this Thanksgiving, um, these games, which I still enjoyed watching because Walker loves, like, he loves watching a game with me and it's rare that I'd be so distracted. So I still had fun today and we got to tape this three hours earlier and get it out to our uh, listeners uh, three hours earlier. So me, you know, that UK crew, they can get it right now. But before we go, Mark, like I was happy to, to watch the games with, with uh, Walker to go all Jim Nance on you. Let's, let's end on a positive note. We can't go COVID. Uh, let's get, let's do the traditional, the thing my mom made me do us do. We really had to do this and say one thing we're thankful for this Thanksgiving. One thing. Well, I mean, I think. Well, you can say more than one. If I'll you say. Want. I'll say two quick. Things. It doesn't need to be one. <laughs> no, I'll do two quick things because I think, like, um, you know, it's been the, we've we've felt it with every episode. It's been the obvious. Everyone knows it's been the weirdest year of all time. Um, but I think there's a lot of stress behind the scenes. Um, for everyone who has families, or if you don't have family and you're just not able to live a normal life, I'm just thankful for the moments that our family has been able to kind of band together and have a laugh. Um, it's not. I don't think that I would pick our family structure as the group that should be spending uh, 24 seven time together all the Why time. Not? But uh, I mean, just based on, you know, seven months of experimentation, I, I would suggest <laughs> it's maybe not uh, the way to go, but I'm really proud of my kids for hanging in there. Um, and my wife. And I think for the, to do this show and the couple of times that you hear from our listeners that say like, you know, life is so up and down, but thank you for still, um, caring about this and, and creating a diversion at a time when it'd be easy to bail on a diversion that I am thankful for the type of listeners that our show has versus if we worked on some other random show, I it's um, they're a special crew. And so they've actually helped a lot to hear what they have to say. And so that is, um, I say that unironically that I appreciate no, that. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very well said. Um, I won't, I don't even need to repeat it cause it's all um, so true. Like, and especially if you're listening to this show, Thanksgiving, whenever you're listening to, whether it's Friday, Saturday, or whatever, you're you're the diehard. We're putting this show out for you. We love being regular, um, and we appreciate it. I'm gonna say I'm uh, thankful for the service industry workers. I know that sounds like I'm like pandering, but I went to pick up my um, turkey and not turkey. Actually, we we ordered some brisket today, mm. and Emika is cooking a turkey separately brisket and a bunch of sides like she cooks some up we also pick up some stuff you know take a little bit of the load off since i'm obviously not helping that's the way to go and it was like this huge operation at this nearby place that's great and like there's all these crazy lines and there's these jerkwads that are like complaining about they're having to wait in the line that we pre-ordered from while there's literally like 500 people in the parking lot and it's like extremely well run and they have 20 people working on thanksgiving passing all this stuff out and all i'm thinking is like you can't tip these people enough and there's these jerks who are like complaining and saying oh, i'm gonna cancel my order because they're like waiting 20 minutes and you just see this attitude and the and waiters and everyone working in the restaurants who are keeping us fed and everything that's the last thing they deserve they deserve our thanks just like the medical people and everyone else that's forced to like be out in the world and working for us there so shout out to the uh the restaurant industry everyone else 
Uh, Ricky, let's bring you in here. Are you still there? Oh, there you yes. are. Yes. Just lounging yes. on your deck. Before we go, Lee, why don't you give us a comfortable environment you're in there? Give um, us yeah. something you're thankful for, too. Yeah, I'm thankful for my dog, Thor. It's his birthday today, and my Ooh. family. I wish I could be with them. Yeah, that's too bad. We're sorry. Uh, we're sorry that's true, but you know, you're with you're with your girl, and uh, you're with us, Erica. You can never yeah. leave us. I can't. <laughs> Wait, there was one thing you did not answer, though, Erica. Um, like dog years. I don't. I, are those? Is that a real? Yeah, thing? Yeah, he's six in human years, but dog years. I think it's seven years per year. So he's like kind of getting old. He's forty-two. He's, he's somewhere between me and Mark in years. Right. Yeah. He's forty-two. Why did they have a separate <laughs> timeline for? Like, because in, I think their body in, like progresses faster. Well, it's just a weird human thing to do because we we feel bad that they die oh, they so quickly. Yeah. So for some reason, we have to like make a, an adjustment. It doesn't really make sense. Right. It comforts it's, us and it, and it benefits right. us. It's just sort sense. of sad they live. You know, it is one of the bummers about having a dog. I had a dog. I love dogs uh, and cats, but uh, you know, they, they die pretty quick. I kind of wish like a dog's lived like 500 for 500 years where they had I, seen like, oh, that's this was George Washington's dog at one point. Now it is our dog. Uh, that, yeah, that's one of the pluses. We have a turtle. Shout out to Seaweed, um, our pet. Uh, you know, they, they live a while. Our okay, okay. I have a turkey in the oven. I don't right. care about okay. seaweed. <laughs> she was like, I don't really want to thank Thor. I just thought it'd be the quickest thing I can do uh, to get out of here. All right. I had a turtle when I was five, but he ran away. So that reminds me. I've got of- the turtle. I've got seaweed right now. You know, underrated animals turtles they they last they've been around they're smart good move naming an animal after a plant (laughs) it wasn't my naming um that's it for us uh we will be back with our preview show though on friday it'll be up um mid-afternoon east coast or early afternoon west coast we're taping it as as early as we can and we'll get it out to you thank you all for listening uh to this little surprise drop uh until friday see ya You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.